Welcome to Heads Up, a podcast presented by the head teacher and the senior pupil leadership team of Open High School. Together with invited guests, we'll discuss local, national and international news and events. Along the way, we hope you'll join us and together we may inspire others to think about what's going on beyond the school gates and so help our understanding the wonderful world we live in. Welcome to the Open High School podcast. My name is Murray Hamilton. I'm the principal teacher of PE at Open High School. I attended Open High School as a student and completed the Laurenburg Exchange way back in 1998. I'm now part of the committee that helps to run this trip. And in this podcast, we're going to meet a number of participants uh, and I'll take you around the table and allow them to introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Andrew Boyle and I'm an S6 at Open High School currently. I just I'm halfway through my part of the exchange, so I've just hosted my American Cole Hamilton for two weeks. My name's Jude Bain, I'm a former pupil at Oban High School and I took part in the exchange in 2019 with my American Nick Murphy. Um, my name's Ella McKechnie, I went on the exchange with Jude in 2019 and my American was called McKenna Sutherland. I'm Anna McDonald, I'm a former pupil at Open High School and now a teacher here of business and admin and I went on the Laurenburg Exchange about nine years ago and my American was called Maths and McDonald. Um, my name's Rachel McCormick, I'm on the trip this year and I'm in S6 and my American was called Aubrey Blackwell. My name's Greg Fairburn, I'm a PE teacher at Open High School. I've been involved in the exchange now for about five years and I'm one of the chaperones this year. This exchange is quite unique in that it's not attached to a specific subject um, and the American end of the exchange is actually run out with the school. So it is a community-based committee who run and manage the exchange uh, on the American side of things and we run it as a school trip in partnership with the local Rotary Club uh, who were involved in setting up the initial exchange programme back in 1993. Um, So... With that in mind, um, certainly when I was in school, I remember finding out about the exchange programme and being invited to Tom Lawrenson's room, who is a geography teacher and one of the first people involved in the exchange. And we sat down for a meeting and he told us about the programme. He explained what would be involved in terms of hosting somebody in June and then returning to North Carolina in October. But then we were sent off to find more people that might be interested because as it stood there wasn't enough people to do the exchange programme and it wasn't going to happen. Uh, So I think that's quite different than the experience everyone else sitting around the table has had um, and it's shown perhaps how much the programme has grown over the last 20 years or so. So with this higher publicity and and awareness of the programme, I'd just like to ask a few people, in the first instance, what was it or why did you apply or what was it that attracted you to the programme? So when I was in school, throughout school obviously when every every year the Laurenburg exchange happened and even from going into first year everyone was talking about it and it was very desirable trip to go on so I think that you know I'd always wanted to go on it it's very advertised within the local community it's not just a school exchange it's very much the whole open community gets involved with fundraising and advertising it and when the Americans are here the whole community is very involved in the hosting of them as well as the school. So I found out about it, my cousin went on the trip um, and I was probably, I was in primary school at the time so we, I met her American and we hosted her around um, our house quite a lot and stuff like that and I just knew that from then like my cousin enjoyed the trip both in Scotland and when she went to America. It was all she talked about so then I knew that's what I wanted to do as well 
and then obviously you get the people in school like the year before us when all the Americans came over I was quite good pals with some of them and they, they all they would talk about was like why you need to do it and it's just such a good experience. Did you find people encouraged you to apply? <coughs> oh you know, yeah. Pe- people that had done the exchange the years before? Oh definitely I hadn't like I hadn't heard anyone say like, a bad word about it or say or maybe maybe you wouldn't like it everyone was just automatically raving about it. Jude what about you what was the motivation to applying? I was basically similar to Ella. I had family that went, my sister's two years older, so she was on the trip uh, when I was in fourth year, and she had Anaya Davis over and became good pals with her. And then, same as Ella said, the year above, just really advertising it, saying all the millions of reasons why you should go, and that sort of convinced me to do it. So, you haven't had any siblings or family, Andrew, do it before. So what's the motivation for you to apply? Well, mine was probably ended up being fairly similar to the other two, whereas I've had like family and friends, or like not family, but um, friends for open that they've all done it and they've really shown sort of why it's such a good thing to do. And also just being able to get the experience of like seeing people from another culture and hosting them for the two weeks, and especially when we get to go over to America in October, that'll probably be where sort of that's where the best bit will be for us. When I applied, don't laugh, I hold on. When I applied, we uh, we received a fax, <laughs> which had a picture and a profile of our American, and we had to read it and, and look at the picture. And um, the pictures don't fax very well, so really there was a, a black rectangle in the top right-hand corner and then a, a sort of paragraph about different people. And I picked my American, who's called Wade Logan, because um, he was one, one of the boys and he played football and things like that and I was like alright yeah, I could probably get along with this guy um, and funnily enough one of my good pals who did the exchange with me in high school picked another guy called Sandy Locklear and yep sounds pretty cool liked all that couldn't see the picture and our Americans turned up and Sandy Locklear was a girl <laughs> so he got quite a pleasant surprise because she was a very pretty girl uh, <laughs> but she was staying with him off the programme but do you think that um did you start to notice big differences between, like, once you find out who you're staying with? Was there big sort of cultural differences, or was there, was everybody fairly similar? Was it the same sort of jokes, the same kind of chat, or is there, you know, was there major differences that you kind of had to find a middle ground? Um, I think to start off with, like, obviously you don't know these people at all, so it is kind of the awkward getting to know each other stage, but as soon as you break that sort of, like, that ice, it's... Like, I, from the beginning, I knew I was going to get on with McKenna. Um, the chat was pretty much the same. She shared my sense of humour and stuff like that. And to get that from what well, what we got was just, like, a booklet of paper and everyone had written down, like, can't remember how many words it was about themselves. And we did sort of rank them from, like, one to three of who we thought we'd get on with. So to completely, without an, to put a name to anybody or anything, um, it was... Like, it was crazy how well we got along, and it wasn't just me and her. I think most people on our trip, if not everybody, had the same sort of connection. And um, I would just say that even though you're, like, thousands and thousands of miles apart, like, the crack does become the same, and you do get on with them, so... I think the way the programme works, you kind of live in each other's back pocket for quite a bit. So even even the group of just the Scottish students end up being pretty tight by the end of it, which I think is, for me, that's one of the best bits of, of the trip, is taking 12 teenagers that um, have gone through quite a rigorous selection process uh, from Oban 
and they might not all be friends accordingly. Like you don't pick twelve pals, you know. But by the end of it, you, you're kind of you're pretty close knit. Did you find Anna I'm picking on you because you went a little bit of a while ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, but was it the same? Did, did you think there was cultural differences, or was it quite similar? Like the students, a sixteen year old high school female student in a Scotland and in America, is there much difference, or was it quite easy? I think at first you maybe do think there's difference, but once you get to know them, you realise that there's so many similarities there. Even things you're into, things you've watched, or cultural things that you share in common, straight away you get on really well with them and you share a lot of things with them. And in terms of going to America, like that, that's the exciting bit, you know, the, the hard bit or the tougher bit for the Scottish students is hosting in June. But in terms of going to America, and you can be honest now because you guys have been and done it, were you nervous about going? Was there things in the back of your head you were like, a lot of students have never been before and we have parents' meetings and there's lots of questions of some items of concern and bits and pieces. Was there anything you were a bit unsure about, but then when you got there, you know, it was almost relief where you are like, yeah, no, nah, this is actually not as big and as scary and as daunting as it might have been or it's something that you're delighted you did with a group of 12 and you would never have done it on your own kind of idea? Like, you know you're American, but you don't know what their mum and dad are like, don't know what their own sisters are like. So it's good having, like, 11 other people you're with to go there, uh, which I probably wouldn't have done myself if it was just me, so that makes it easier. But then when you get there, the families are all lovely. Everyone's, like, every family's lovely to you. Uh, They're all really inviting and accommodating, so it just kind of takes away that fear straight away. And for the two of you that haven't been yet, are you a wee bit apprehensive about going in October? Is there anything you're yeah, a bit anxious about, perhaps? I'm just kind of worried about um, how their housework, how they like live, like if they live different to me and like their <laughs> routines and stuff like that, if it's really different to me. So you mean like pastimes, just day-to-day living? Yeah, mm-hmm. if it'll be really different or like just fitting into their home life, how, mm-hmm. I, would, how would I fit into theirs. Because I think that is the big the big sell of it is, and it doesn't happen very often anymore at all, is that you are going to stay with a family. So you are effectively becoming another member of that family. Um, and you fit in, and, and families don't always get along. We know that. Um, but that's that's part and parcel of the programme, is to kind of open your eyes and, and you're going to get, you get that real experience of being a, an American high school teenager or a Scottish high school teenager, which you wouldn't get if we just went on a trip to America, to New York and Washington, just as a school group, you wouldn't get that experience. Um, do you think that helped you guys, Anna, Ella, Jude, do you think that helped you guys when you came back from the full experience? Do you feel you'd matured a little bit, grown up a little bit, or were your eyes open to the wider world? Or you know, what did you take from the trip? Um, well, when I came back, I have always seen like the films and stuff of like American high schools and all, like how they do everything bigger and better than us really. Um, and like the way they treat like their sports, like they, we went to their football game and there was so many people there. Like we ran on the pitch, like everyone was cheering, everyone was in like a themed costume, um, and you just don't get that here when you go watch a Saints game. So um, I would say that definitely, like the whole side of how they run their high school, like I really really loved that, um, and that kind of made me want to like go back and sort of do that. So. Um, that made me, so I'm going on a year abroad to California because I just really enjoyed the way their school culture is. So I'm doing that for a year solely because I got a taste of what it was like when I did the trip. So definitely. 
Do you think if you hadn't gone on a school trip like this, do you think you would be as I don't know confident? I, th- I probably think you probably would. I probably would. would, but I would be a lot more apprehensive. Yeah. Um, like, it is a completely different state. Like, it is still, like, thousands of miles apart, but at least I know kind of, like, what their school culture is like and what their sports culture is like. And I have got pals in the country as well now, so it's that's definitely make it, made it a lot easier. Fair to say it's made the world quite a bit smaller. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, what about you, Anna? I think it really opens your eyes just to the wider world. That in open high school, and obviously opens a very small town, and you think you know so much, and you think you've seen so much stuff. But really, when you go to the other side of the world and you see a completely different town and school and country, it really opens your eyes to how people live differently and all the different opportunities really that there is out there. Jude, what about you? Is there anything you took away from it that you thought? It's made you a better person or made you change your opinion of anything or just found interesting when we're going about the school, especially like the differences in how they teach and how the schools just sort of operate. Uh, I'm looking to become a PE teacher and we were lucky enough to go and see a PE class in action over there. And it was interesting to note that they look at things like drug abuse and gun violence within PE as it comes up in health and wellbeing. That was really interesting for me. Uh, so just sell wee things like that that are different between the two countries. Mr Fairburn, I've not spoken to you for a while. You haven't done the exchange programme as a student, but you have been involved in the background and then you've ran a couple of changes, exchanges as a chaperone. When you see the students prior to application and then hosting in June and then going in October and then coming back in October, what's your take on it? What do you feel is the, the big pros of it? I like the supportive nature of the, the programme. When everyone comes down to show their like their interest um, initially, they tend to come down in their, their, like, their groups. They come down with their friends and you can see very quickly like who sits with who and who gets along with who. But the reality is from like our perspective as, uh, as the committee, we know that we're going to probably split some of that up and that not everyone's going to get to be together. So you go through the whole process and then that first time that you pull them together as like this is the group um, and they see each other, and some of them are quite nervous, and some of them, you know, there are, sometimes there are outliers who wouldn't normally, like, group together with the group that's there. And as you start to do things, you start to do the tasks, like the fundraising, you start to do the, the like, some of the race nights, etc. They just have to work together, and you actually see the group slowly starting to come together. And by the time that you then get the Americans coming over, um, you find that the group is, is much more, like, almost like one. And so they, they actually they work together, they support each other. And then when you finally do go to America, and for that first uh, part, especially when you're, in, when you're in Washington, it's just you, it's the group, so you get to know each other really well. And then when you do finally get to Laurenburg, if there are problems, you quite often find that you know, the, the group themselves, they support each other. And then, of course, the, the chaperones uh, help with that as well. So I really like the, the support from nature of it. I think that's something that's really nice. I always joke with the parents when we talk because we do... We do go and visit Washington, D.C. before. It's one of my favourite parts because exactly what you say, the sixth-year students, by the time we take them in October, and they think they know everything, and they're kind of, oh, we're big sixth-years in Open High School, you know, we're on the Lorenberg Exchange, it's great, look at us. And then they kind of go to Washington, D.C., which is a you know capital city of the United States. Huge city, we're staying right in the middle of it, but it's quite a dangerous city, there's parts of it that aren't nice. And we kind of reiterate that message and then very quickly you, you just keep an eye on them 
and you give them enough freedom, but you watch them like helping each other across the street and watching somebody's not behind them and you know holding their hands and just helping each other out and just keeping an eye out for each other, which they don't do in open because they can walk about quite freely and it's a safe small town, as we've said. I think that's a really nice sort of byproduct of being on this exchange and taking them to places like like Washington DC because you all stand there and look because it's like the movies every movie you've seen there's bits of Washington DC in it so you stand there and you're just like looking around at it all but you kind of have to have your sort of street sense about you as well and it's nice seeing the kids kind of without even thinking about it I think they start looking after each other quite a bit which is really nice and I think that probably sticks because then two weeks later we get just the Scottish kids together maybe for one of the day trips and usually they're all like oh this is quite good it's just us again and they like that because they've got that close, you know, because they really are that tight. And they might, they might not be a group of 12, you know, it might be groups of four or two groups of six. There might definitely be different characters, but everybody's got somebody in the group that they end up pretty tight with and pretty close with. And I think they probably still are for the most part. I know Anna's still tight with two others that went on, the, you know, you're still best pals with people you went on the trip with, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you still see them around and talk about Lauren Berg and it's a bond that you will have, like forever that sounds cheesy but it does bring you together with a group of people that you might not have been together with before yeah it's definitely cheesy and the, the question that we started with was what, what did you take from it so what i took from it well in 2018 the guy the family that i stayed with that were like my american mum and dad and so on they came to my wedding in 2018 which i think was pretty cool that's like 20 odd years later since i did the exchange program so i think that kind of sums up um sums up the kind of bond you can get in the exchange and then a lot of my best mates that I did the exchange programme with uh, are still my best mates. You guys haven't done it yet, so I'm not going to ask you what your what your take on it is, but what's the thing you're most excited or most looking forward to? Uh, I'd probably say I'm most excited to the sports culture. Like Ella said earlier, how much they sort of, how much they invite it and encourage it and sort of make it such a big goal as opposed to some other things here where... It's mainly football here, but apart from that, a lot of other sports are just ignored. And mine would probably be like just seeing how different the cultures are. What do you mean? You've mentioned, like, but you've mentioned culture a few times, so you're really interested mm-hmm. in seeing. I'm just seeing, like I like the small differences. Like I know that it's quite similar, especially nowadays. Like with social media, I think it makes all cultures quite similar. Much closer, uh-huh. yeah. But I just think that it'll be like little things that are different. Like I've noticed that from when they came over, like it was just small little things that were different that they're just not used to. Can you think of an example? Because I can think of one example that everyone always picks up on when the Americans visit here. So I've never (laughs) been called sir so much. Oh yeah, they're really polite. Really polite, aren't they? With their names, yeah. So yes sir, yes ma'am. Which I think think that's a really nice cultural difference because that doesn't happen here. It happens in school, you know, you call them sir and miss and things like that. Mm. But you don't see it happening in, in shops or in public or anything like that. I think that's something we could probably learn from, to be honest. What was your biggest surprise? Biggest surprise when your trip was or something that happened? Something that happened that you didn't expect or maybe it might have been after you came back and you noticed yourself doing something you're like, I never did that before. So my one is, it sounds a little bit cheesy because you said it before, the idea that you know people stay friends for life or they recognise each other. Um, so I know from the last exchange that there are several people that are planning on meeting up with their, uh, their former Americans or even someone that did at Christmas past. But even um, there was a, a guy that was on exchange, not when I was at school, but he, he was here when I started and he did the exchange probably about 2015, 2014. 
and uh, I was over in, in Mull with the chaperones this year as part of the family weekend and we were just sitting down in the pub and as we entered this guy comes up to us and uh, I've taught him but I haven't seen him in years and he goes is this is this the, the, the American chaperones and, and you know they, they were a bit perplexed like what's going on and you know I knew the guys I was chatting so oh yeah we're doing an exchange and then he, he explained that he came over because actually he'd heard the American accent he saw me he knew I was involved because his brother had been on, on an exchange previously annually recognised the American chaperones as the parents of one of the boys who was on the exchange and like the Americans like so we, with the chat for ages they actually got the boy on the phone so they actually had the chat about the exchange that happened eight years ago and then on top of that after they left the Americans how did they, how did they recognise me and you know it was just like they just he just remembered because that's didn't mean that much to him I think that's just the small world thing, though, isn't it? Like, as much as it's, I think it's a lot easier for students to go back and forth. Like, I think over the last ten years or so that I've chaperoned the trip, I think there's been more and more students are able to go back and forth on holidays or vacation time, or they make the effort to come back and visit uh, quite a lot more. I think it's a lot easier. Don't get me wrong, um, but I mean, it was ten years before I went back to Lorenberg after I left. Um, but I think most people take full advantage of maybe studying full-time and having longer breaks in the summer and things like that. But that's, I think there's a definite open Laurenburg tie there. If you go to Laurenburg, even out with the exchange programme and sit down somewhere with a Scottish accent, somebody's going to come and say hello and speak to you and ask where you're from. And quite often I've been to Laurenburg and with an exchange group and then I've been speaking to a shop owner and I said, yeah, yeah, we were in Oban in the summer. And we were sitting uh, in, in Esk and, you know, we went to the Red Roof. Yeah, that's Esk, yeah. We sitting having dinner. It was a lovely girl who was serving us. I think she said she was going to be on the exchange. And I turned around and was like, do you, you work in Esk? She said, oh, yeah. Did you serve this gentleman? Oh, yeah, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. You know, and they had a whole conversation at the table because she was the waitress that night. And he's got nothing really to do with the exchange programme, but he owns a shop that we happened to be in in Laurenburg six months later. But they struck up a conversation just purely because they know there's a sort of relationship between Oban and Laurenburg. Um, it's kind of like we kind of joke you saying you're kind of a bit of a celebrity like when you go over there um, probably because you stand out with that pasty white skin walking through North Carolina but everyone will kind of see you and they kind of know oh that's the exchange group and you kind of see the sort of response you get and I think that's why we kind of bill it as being sort of um, an ambassador for the whole programme and I think we weigh in that quite heavy I think that's quite important um, because you are representing lots of different things. You are representing yourself, um, the high school, but also your community and your own family because it's got, the exchange programme's got all that, all those different layers to it. So you're staying with a family, like Jude said, in someone else's home. You're not staying in a hotel or a hostel or anything like that. You're staying in someone else's home. So you have to, you know, you have to take that, that uh, responsibility quite seriously. Did you feel a sense of pride in taking part in it and representing any of those things? Anna? Definitely I think you do because it's quite a competitive exchange, first of all, to get on to. And you've got to do your application and an interview, which you haven't really done a lot of at the time. And it's a big deal to even do that. So to get through onto the exchange, you feel quite proud of yourself anyway, to be on it. And then I think, as you said, when you go over there, you know, they treat you almost like a celebrity. So you feel quite proud of, you know, being over there and representing the high school and open and all of that. So I think, yeah, definitely. Ella? Um, well, I'm not going to lie, I loved the attention when I was over there. I've honestly never had so much attention in my life. 
Um, but everyone did, like everyone would come up to you and they just ask questions and like, it was nice attention. Oh yeah, right? it was yeah, yeah, yeah good attention. But it was it was just so strange that you could just like walk down the street or walk for the school and then as soon as you opened your mouth and you had that Scottish accent, people would just start asking you questions and it was just I don't know, just very different. But it's, it's quite a thing though when people, you know, essentially strangers might ask you questions. You have to be able to respond. You have to give a good response. You, you're not just going to grunt at them and walk away because that's not, like, you know, that's what we try and say to you before you go is you, you're going to have to explain what it is you're doing, why you're here, you know, what you had to do to get here. Like, you should be really quite proud of, of getting that, of getting the experience. What about you, Jude? Do you feel a kind of sense of pride of representing your family or Oban or... Probably like looking back at it now more than at the time. At the time, I was just kind of like, you know, this is fun, like it's really good trip away and that. But then looking back, like there was a lot of people go for the trip and not a lot got on it. So first of all, it's like a big achievement to actually go on it, and then I suppose you kind of have to act responsible, like subconsciously, because you're not thinking at the time like oh, I'm representing everyone, but you just kind of put it on. And like you said, you've got to look out for the family you're staying with because you're representing them, you've got to think about your family back home, not doing anything daft, and just be a good representative for the school, really. But, like I said, didn't really think about it, but now, in hindsight, yeah, really proud. I think that's the trick of picking a group, is that we don't want it to be like a job for you to go on the trip. You should be able to go and enjoy yourselves, but we've picked you because we know you represent all of those things pretty well. And then, I guess, hopefully, from my point of view, is that when you do look back on it or reflect back on it, like a few, like you guys are a few years down, you're looking back going, oh, it's probably one of the best things I did in Open High School. Did you find the interview process, like, were you pretty chuffed when you found out? Like, was there a lot of pressure, did you feel? I definitely felt like there was a lot of pressure and I, it was something that I've always really wanted to do the trip, so I was really, like, on edge waiting to find out if I could get in or not. And when I found out, it was, like, the best feeling ever. Don't wait, wait, wait off your shoulders. Yeah, okay. definitely. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I'd say probably fairly similar to Rachel. I sort of feel like everyone who was on it was talking about it pretty much before, especially the day of the interviews, because it was just people rolling out throughout the day from lunch to I think we ended up being there till like half five, six as they finished. And so getting, being able to hear the next morning or two mornings after that I'd got on it was definitely a big weight off the shoulders and felt I was really happy with myself for it. Do you think going through the interview process or the application process for Lomborg? has helped you in the future. That's that's the big selling point of doing it like that. I think it massively has. When you had to go for the interview and it was a panel, I think you were on it, Murray, and there was like four other people and it was quite daunting. And I've had to go for interviews since where there's been like two or three people on a panel. And just having experienced that is a huge thing to have skills in, to be able to sit in front of a panel and speak. And I think going through the whole application process kind of shows your dedication to the going on the exchange as well. So I think it's definitely an important part of it. Part of the reason of doing the application process is, as you all know, it's quite a lot of work before they even get here. Like, that's the hardest bit. You're all nodding your heads. That's really good for radio, by the way. <laughs> uh, you're all nodding your heads. But the, part of the hardest graft is doing the fundraising, isn't it? But then I would say, uh, I don't know if you're wrong, but then that we talked about everybody getting quite close knit. By doing the fundraising, that's where you start to kind of really get close as, as a group anyway. Would you agree? Yeah, uh, yeah I do. I'd agree definitely. Bit, I feel like from our first task of just going... From our first task to our last task, we'd like 
got better as it went on as everyone sort of knew each other more and knew each other was good at so people were like okay they're comfortable going and doing this so people want to go wait tables at Sorba House or if other people want to be like okay I can go and sell these somewhere else um, well the process like it's like the three steps I'm assuming it's still the same so you had like your written part about where you answer the questions and then you had your fundraising and then you had the panel um, it was all everyone who applied for it would think about, especially on the day of the interview. I mean, I literally, I'd never worn smarter shoes to school in my life, and they were so uncomfortable, but I put them on for that interview, because my mum told me to, but, I mean, it kind of worked. Um, so proud that you went to all the extra effort <laughs> thank just for you. that panel. <laughs> um, but no, it is absolutely terrifying, like, I would st- it is terrifying, but once you get in there, you do, you answer the questions, and if you really want it, the questions they ask you it sort of just rolls off the tongue because you want it that bad there's not any trick questions no you there's, know, no, there's no trick questions but it's just like it's just really like why do you want to come on this trip and it's stuff like that but you think having i think it is daunting and, and terrifying but then i guess part of the thinking behind that would be well we're better to do that first than in the school environment where you are nurtured and looked at and we're trying to help you instead of essentially going into the lion's den of a panel of three where they, they don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the people behind that panel genuinely care about the kids that are sitting in front of them, you know, answering well and things like that. Yeah. So I guess from my point of view, I think that works still because it's just like it's just like dipping your toe in the water a little bit, but in, like, a nice, safe, like the shallow end. Do you know what I mean? It's like a nice, safe bit as opposed to you're on your own, tell me the answer. Next year is the 30th exchange, not the 30th year, but the 30th exchange. And we're looking to invite everybody past and present that's been involved with the exchange programme to a celebration of the Lorenberg Exchange in June next year when the American group are here. So what advice, if you could give one bit of advice to them, um, it could be about wearing the smartest shoes for your interview, (laughs) or it, it could be something simple, or it could just be make sure, you know, make sure you you kind of take it all in or it could be just one piece of advice or something you need to experience or something you need to take away from the trip. So we'll start with Anna and work our way around to the newbies. Okay, I'd say my main piece of advice would just be to absolutely go for it. When you're on the exchange, when the Americans first arrive and everyone's standing about and it's a bit awkward, like just absolutely go for it. They're only here for that short amount of time and then you're over there. So I'd say like take every opportunity you can with it, have the most fun with it. When you're over there, like, speak to whoever you can, make as many connections as you can, and just enjoy the whole thing. Like, it's such an amazing experience to get on, so just make the most of it would be really my bit of advice. Ella, would you do anything different? Do you think, would you change anything from, you know, when they stepped off the minibus at Open High School, would you be like, I wouldn't do, I would I would change this, or I wouldn't do that? I don't know, I don't think so. Um, I think if I was going to change one thing, it would just be because when you're messaging or you're FaceTiming or whatever with your American, um, you get to know each other and I said you get each other's crack and all that. But when you see them in person, you go back to that nervous like So do you mean when you're messaging before you've actually before, met in before person? I've actually mm-hmm. before I actually met McKenna, I still had a good crack with her and stuff, but once I met her in person I was so I was nervous and I'm never usually a nervous person, so I was like I would say that would be the only thing I would change is like being a bit apprehensive to like be myself around her, but it literally it was only the difference of two three days, um, and then I was completely fine. Um, but there is no need to be nervous because you've spoken to them for so long, and everyone is in the same boat. So everyone's nervous, and 
like it's completely fine. Um, just being honest yeah. about it, because they're, they're probably feeling exactly the same but way. If, aren't they? if you if you don't be yourself, and if you don't, and if you hold yourself back because you're nervous, then you're just not going to enjoy the trip nearly as much. And then you will look back on it, and you will be like, oh, why didn't I take full advantage of that, or why didn't I try this? Because you do loads of activities, like like rock hopping at Ganavan and stuff like that. It's just so much fun. Like it's just things you never thought you would like really do like you'll go to Tralee for barbecues or even just a night on the beach like it's just so much fun Jude what would be your advice can you just me say before just kind of savour everything you do because there is so much fun and interesting stuff going on all the time that sometimes you maybe take it for granted while you're over there but even we things like when we went uh, canoeing and things like that at the time, it was just really fun, but then looking back, like that was one of the funnest things I did in school, but didn't really think about the time. So just stop and sort of take it in every once in a while and just be like, I'm in America with 12 of my pals, 12 Americans doing really good stuff on a school trip. This is amazing. Just stop for a second and think about it. Uh, my advice is for those of you that are thinking of applying, um, find out about exchange. Um, when you actually do apply, it's, it's far easier to get on uh, or to sell yourself if you really like, you show you want to do it. And the best way to do that is, is to find out about it. So um, go and speak to other people. Speak to people that have been on the exchange uh, for the family friends or you know, go speak to people that are about to do it this year. Keep an eye on things like you know, Facebook for the high school so you can see what they've been up to. And then when you see that, I, I genuinely believe that you'll, you, it will excite you, it'll make you want to do the exchange. And then when you come and if you apply when you do sit in an interview panel, it's far easier to say, I want to do this because I've seen all the cool stuff you do. I've seen uh, all the, the sort of friendships you've built. I've spoken to this person here. They're going to meet their American. So I would say just find out about it if you're, if you're interested. My biggest regret is that I didn't get to know everyone right at the start. So like there's this girl, Tawana, who's on the trip, who I really, really got on with, but I only really started speaking to her in the second week. So I didn't get as close as I could have been with her. So I think one of the biggest tips would be just to get to know everybody as soon as you can. Um, the last thing is, so we said it's the 30th exchange next year. So if you had a, a, an anecdote, a story, a memory, or if you had to justify why it should, you know, why should it last for another 30 years? So one, I would quite like my kids to go in the exchange. So <laughs> straight away, that's maybe not 30 years, but you know, I think that'd be quite cool for them to get the opportunity if they want to. They don't have to, uh, but I'm not chaperoning. Um, the second one is we, we took a year, took a, a student away who's a really confident lad, football boy, not dissimilar to yourself, Jude, right? And he's he's away at university. No real surprise he got on. And he came back, and, and at the end of the trip, we quite often got you to recommend or nominate who you think would be a good candidate the following year. So we... Um, we usually get that, you usually get to nominate two or three. And then we take that into consideration for the people that apply. We're like, well, look, Elle has applied and there's like six people from the group of 12 last year have said she would be the perfect candidate. Uh, so we should take that into consideration. The kids know what they need to do. You've all done it. So, you know, it's a bit of sort of student feedback if you want. So this boy uh, came and he said, look, he's my nomination. And he came and he spoke to me afterwards because we had a wee meeting after October, you know, and everyone's chatting and it's all buzzing and stuff like that. And he said, hey, I really want to nominate this guy. And I was like, really? And he was nominating a boy in the year below and he was really quiet. You know, I'd barely spoken to this kid and I just, I'm like, I just don't see it happening. I don't see him applying. 
He says, I know, he won't, but I want you to I want you to go and speak to him and I want you to convince him to apply. And sure enough, three or four other people had put his name down as well. And I'm like, really? So yeah. And uh, I was okay. And he applied and he absolutely smashed the interview. Like, it completely took me by surprise. And I remember the first day in Washington, D.C., you know, we meet in the little lobby downstairs and it's not, you know, it's not the Ritz or anywhere fancy at that hotel. It's pretty basic. And there's lots of other school groups around. And this quiet guy that I really wasn't sure about, and this is not for radio, but uh, he uh, he turned up, he walked out the elevator and walked towards me and I was like, who is, oh my God, it's him. And uh, he walked towards us and he was wearing a matching shirt and Bermuda shorts, Hawaiian style <laughs> combo with a massive red bum bag and shades like that. But this boy was outstanding throughout the whole trip. Um, and he wore that outfit for all three days in Washington DC, by the way. <laughs> Didn't change. <laughs> the same outfit. I, I believe he might have had a, a, you know, a slightly different one for a special occasion. Mm. Um, but he wore that outfit and that kind of set the tone for the whole trip. And then we came back after the trip. And I think that year, I think we'd maybe had a parents meeting afterwards or I bumped into his parents. And for me, the reason it should happen is that this, you know, he was really quiet. Like he would barely speak in classes or anything. And I was speaking to his dad and, and his dad just said, look, we just, we genuinely don't know what you did with our son. Like he is, that is not the same kid that you brought back from America. Totally, totally different kid. And they were just so delighted because they'd seen little chinks of what he was like, how funny he was, how outgoing he was, but publicly he just wasn't like that. Um, and for him to apply and for him to host somebody and have somebody stay in his house that he had to make conversation with, you know, to live with this other teenager that he'd never met before, to then travel halfway around the world with 12 other students that he maybe didn't necessarily get along with, and then, but to do it and, and to just get on with everyone as well as he did. And then he's come back and he, he's, he's, he's like, you know, he's, he went on to be president of his football club and things like that. He's doing outdoor, you know, outgoing things that he would probably never do. And I liked that. And he's been very complimentary about the trip and things like that. And I like to think he probably wouldn't be as successful as maybe the wrong word, but he probably wouldn't be the same guy he is now if he hadn't done the trip. And it wasn't me that spotted that. It was someone that had done the trip that spotted that. So if I was to exemplify why it's important, I think that kind of sums it up for me. I think you definitely just need, it needs to carry on because you just wouldn't do like any of the things that you do on this trip on both the Scotland and American side that you like you would do without it like we did like in America we went indoor skydiving we went to like a Washington Nationals game which was like insane like they weren't supposed to win but they won and it was just like the whole atmosphere was crazy like you go kayaking and you think oh kayaking like what's that like, like it's just so much fun like cause you're doing it with like maybe people you wouldn't be pal like you wouldn't be pals with if it wasn't for the exchange but you just do all these crazy things and like it's just something like I'll look at my phone and I'll see like like two years ago or well, three years ago this year like on this day this happened and I will just still laugh because you just like you'll get one picture and you'll like remember the whole day and then you'll send it to everyone else and like you but you can still talk about it like three years on I could still talk I could still talk to Jude and be like oh that and we'll remember that and we'll still like have a laugh about it like that doesn't go away and I don't think it ever will uh, I think like similar to what you said uh, the trip needs to keep going because it kind of does change people for the better uh, all the wee experiences you have kind of combine to make you more confident more outgoing 
make you better at building relationships with other people and it all carries on for the rest of your life and you don't really lose that and it's all because of the trip. Like I feel I'm a more confident person. Uh, even things for start like from the interview, I feel like I'm better at interviews now for that. I feel like I can speak to people better. Uh, I feel like I can even me daft things like control my accent better around other people so they can understand me. <laughs> uh, but everything just kind of comes together uh, to make you a better person. Um, I think that the trip needs to continue maybe from more of a teacher perspective because um, it's so inclusive for all the kids in the school. Like from when I went on it, I had a friend who was like, well, I don't take PE and I'm not going to get on it. So I'm not going to apply. But anyone can apply and anyone can get on it. And she couldn't host somebody. So she stayed with me and got the chance to do it. Whereas maybe she couldn't have done it before. And all the things you get to do through the trip, you may have never have had the chance to do before. So I think it needs to continue because it's so good for the pupils here and the students over there to get the opportunity which they would never have had before. Yeah, well, I think it should continue partly because of... So I'm an outsider, I'm not from Open. I think I'm the only one here that's not Open. And so I, t- I taught numerous schools before coming here and obviously uh, was in a school on the, the East Coast. And this is something that was really unique when I came here. So obviously when I came here, I've travelled a lot. And I, I used to see every October, Murray would vanish for two weeks. Yeah, three weeks, sorry. He'd vanish and where's he gone and he would always talk about this Laurenburg exchange and you know first couple of years it was still new to the high school so like didn't think too much of it but gradually got a bit more interested what's all this about and you talk about and you see the pictures and you know as we became friends you know he'd speak more about and then I actually got involved in it just purely because I was actually driving a minibus Um, and it was on the back of that that I ended up getting involved more and obviously got into the committee um, so for me, it's 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 the uniqueness of it. There's and all all the other places I've been, there's nothing else quite like it. I think we spoke about this the other week. We sort of said this kind of program. I think it started and it started in the early nineties. Um, used to be lots of sports teams. You know, you go on tour and you would you would build it up or you would share up with your opposite number or your opposite position, and that's where you would stay with. It used to happen a lot. Most most sports tours, that's what happened. And school trips, that kind of happened if you were going away to stay somewhere else. It, it simply doesn't happen anymore. That's that's not the done thing for all kinds of reasons. Um, but this is this is one of those few opportunities or these few trips where it's still kind of done a little bit of an old fashioned way. Um, but I think it works. Like there's no doubt about it. It definitely works. Um, just in closing, then I just like to say it's been. Really nice talking to people that have been on the exchange and talking about the exchange. Um, it was probably hands down the best thing I ever did when I was in high school. Um, I, I, yeah, it was probably the best thing I ever did when I was in high school. Um, and it's certainly one of the things I'm most proud of being involved in at the minute to keep it going because you get to see uh, year after year the kids um, kind of grow and develop and flourish and they get their eyes open to the big bad world but they kind of come through it a lot better and a lot stronger, a lot more confident, like you were saying, uh, by the end of it. And you get to know loads of these kids really well. So you get to bump into them in the pub in a couple of years and they buy you a pint and you sit and you tell stories and, and that's okay. And there's people in Oban that are in their 40s and their 50s that did this exchange, which I think is a bit mind-blowing because a lot of people come back to live in Oban or don't leave Oban or whatever. Um, but on paper next June could be a really good party celebrating this programme, which I think it probably deserves.